0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit MPBOnline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Hey, good morning. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories in Mississippi, and I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I'm the editor at large of Mississippi today. And, of course, your regular Monday host. I hope you had a great weekend, and you're going to love our show today. Our guest is educational consultant, professional speaker, and author, Dr. Tommy Maverick. Yeah, Tommy's been on the show before, and I've also interviewed him on Conversations. I hope you were able to catch that, too, on MPB television. Uh, Tommy is absolutely one of the most inspirational human beings you will come across. He totally turned his life around. You're going to love today's show. And I tell you what, he's going to talk a little bit how he continues to change lives one student at a time. Plus, we'll have a true testimonial a little bit later in the show. Kind of going to be a surprise for Tommy also. And, of course, um, we're coming back from Father's Day. I hope all the dads out there had a big day. And I tell you, um, it was weird because my three boys were fantastic and they showered me with gifts. So we had a great time together, spent some quality time. You know, and, and but I got up in the morning and I was thinking about my dad and my dad passed about four years ago. And it just I just woke up really, really thinking about how he'd made such a huge difference in my life. And and I think probably Tommy and I will talk talk about this, too, and touch on it. But, you know, you don't realize how much of an influence your dad can be. And I know Michelle's dad is a huge figure in life and the community as well. And I know Michelle's going to probably talk about that too, but my dad surprisingly enough, you know, I never realized the lessons he was teaching me until i really, after he was gone, you know, everything from teaching me resilience to, to basically not quitting to keeping going after my dreams because he went after his dreams. But I, I have to admit, um, at the end of the day, when my dad died, he had my sisters and I with us and, all three of us just sat down and we sat down that afternoon, you know, cause we were just exhausted. He'd passed away in the morning and we were all there holding his hand. And we just started telling stories about how he had changed our lives and he had really protected us from a lot of things for our whole lives. And, 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 you know, it was a Sunday yesterday and I was sitting there watching my church service on online, which we do these days and, you know, eating Cheerios and wearing shorts, which I don't normally do when I go to church But I was just thinking about a father's unconditional love, and my dad truly represented that. So like I said, even though it's the day after Father's Day, I hope all the dads out there had a great day. Your job's very important, and I hope you keep it up. Michelle, how are you doing today?
2: I am doing great. It's Monday, the beginning of another week, another week to get it right.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. Another I like, day, another chance. Exactly.
2: I like what you're talking about, about fathers. Uh, last week on Southern Remedy with Dr. Butchers, we honored fathers for Father's Day and Dr. Butchers had her husband on. But we talked about being a stepfather, being a um, add-on father, being a grandfather, being a father period right. and what mm-hmm. that means. Sometimes you don't have to be an influence. You just are. Everything you do or don't do is influencing someone, especially your kids. And I know Tommy will attest to this. They are always watching. They're looking at what you say and what you don't say. They're looking at what you do and what you don't do. So we're always mentoring. We're always showing our uh, younger generations how to uh, be in the future by what we, again, what we do and what we don't do. So we need to be careful about that as well. But I love that point. Uh, Your family has a big influence on you my dad had a great influence on me especially when it comes to radio and media and just About to say
1: you would be in radio right now <laughs> if it wasn't for your dad well
2: early on i was always at wjsu jackson state and i just i caught the bug so i wanted to be yeah. a radio personality <laughs> in second and third grade and here i am
1: that was the same thing with me too michelle because i was eight years old and i remember i walked up to my dad my dad's Dave Ramsey and you've probably heard of Dave Ramsey on the radio. He's actually named for my dad because our dads are brothers and aren't, they named their kids after each other. But my dad, um, you know, he was, he was a guy that about that time he decided he was going to open a car garage. Now he'd been a salesman for years. And so he'd done that. And he, just suddenly one day did it. It was like, we were all kind of stunned that he did it, but I walked up to him and I said, dad, I want to be an editorial cartoonist, which I think probably is the absolutely weirdest thing that an eight year old could probably tell their dad. You know, if I'd have said I want to be the quarterback for the New York jets or something like that, I think he would probably would have understood, but he just looked at me and he said, and you're going to be the best one ever. And that lit a flame in me that made me realize that no matter what, the guy was going to have my back. And, to my parents credit they did have my back. I mean, I ended up being a high school janitor after college and they didn't they said, "Well, you know, this is just a bump in the road. What are you going to learn from it?" But you touched on something really important and I can tell you, um, I've made a lot of mistakes as a father and I think probably one of the biggest one is thinking that kids listen to what you say and don't watch what you do. And I made a lot of mistakes because I didn't do probably what I should have been doing and uh, that's why i love our guest today that's why i love tommy because i think tommy is out there he's setting a role model for a lot of kids out there and you touched on something really important with dr buttress um it, you don't necessarily have to be a biological dad to be a good strong male exactly. influence. Exactly. and so that's what makes today's show that much more special especially coming the day after father's day yeah
2: and he, we have tommy on the phone right now <laughs> good, morning, good morning dr hey. mabry <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, yes, let's yes, say doctor. Yes, let's yes. say that one more time. Congratulations. I don't think I've talked to you since you since you got the new title.
0: I know that sounds good just to hear that name come across, Dr. Mabry. I'm trying to get used to that too.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's kind of cool. It it really is. And and I know you last time I think we were talked, you were like grinding through the doctorate and you had to defend everything, and and I guess everything went well. Yes, yes, sir, it did. It's,
0: I'm glad that that's over. Um, I'm officially doctor in August,
1: but I start wearing it now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Tommy Mabry, PhD. It sounds very good. Now, what did you get your doctorate in? My PhD, of course, I got it at Jackson
0: State. is in urban education. So, looking at the organizational structure of the, edu- the higher educational uh, realm, and I've learned so much my my K-through well my undergrad and my masters was in um education so I was always around K-through 12 but I needed to broaden my education and I took it to the higher ed higher educational level.
1: I was going to ask you, I mean, I know what you're doing. And like I said, we're going to really deep dive into how you got to where you are and what you're doing today. And I know you're doing a lot of going out and and talking with kids and and going into schools and even going into prisons and, and really providing a lot of inspiration on how people can turn their lives around. But you're doing this educational bent too. Are you planning on actually going into becoming a you know, an administrator or going into teaching or are you just basically this is helping you create content and curriculum that you can get out and spread? The main
0: the main reason for it is me being that model. Um I heard you and Michelle talking earlier about it. I'm speaking to kids everywhere about never quitting, never giving up, keep going and if I stop You know, that's always been my thing is what if I stop everything that I'm telling them is kind of bored. So if I'm telling them that they can reach all these goals that I need to reach all these goals and that's that accountability for me. So why not go get a Ph.D. to show them that, yes, you can be in that one percent of of male after male um, educators in the world because it's only like under two percent that has a PhD. So if I tell them that, look, this is a guy that came from this environment and now I'm Dr. Mabry, that just hold more volume to show that I was able to persist through some of the hardest times. So I stopped planning uh, Mr. Ramsey a long time ago, everything <laughs> that I used to plan, God had another idea for it. So the way that I pray is, is just, asking him what what's next and if administration fall into that category that'll be great um some of the things that I would love to do is one day be a college president um that's 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 real big for me to to be able to work from that area of showing kids that you can go to college and having an environment in college that's conducive to all students um and if if, a, if principal Of a school happens one day, that'll be great. I love to have my own school, so I want to open my school up. So I have a lot of ideas now. Whatever guys say, (laughs) that's what we're going to go with.
1: For those that are maybe joining the show for the first time or have not heard you on with us before or seen you on TV with me, they probably don't know your story. I think it would probably be kind of cool if you told us a little bit just kind of the short version because it's such an incredible turnaround that you made in your life. But we'll do that after the break. How does that sound okay. This is now you're talking on MPV, Think Radio.
3: Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live to at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
2: you're
1: listening and now you're talking on mpb think radio i'm marshall ramsey of mississippi today if you're just joining us our guest today is dr dr tommy Mabry. he's the founder of the tommy Mabry company and a best-selling author of a dark journey to a light future and if tommy can do it we can do it too if you'd like to ask Tommy a question or have a comment for us today, you can give us a call at 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. Welcoming back to the show, Tommy. Um, we talked a little bit about congratulations, you got your PhD. That's huge. And I was kind of saying that for people that are just tuning in for the first time, have never been introduced to you, have not seen you, you know, or heard you before. Tell us a little bit about your journey because your journey is so incredibly inspirational and um, your turnaround in your life was one that you had a lot of people that were counting against you and you've pretty much proven everybody wrong to this point.
0: Well, yes, I had a um, very challenging childhood. I come from a family of um, six siblings and no one in my family ever finished high school. My mom and dad didn't finish middle school, so I didn't have the time. At the time, I didn't have not one um, family member to ever go to college. So me coming from an environment that I never really just seen success model, it was a little different because I was kicked out of 10 schools um, growing up. That was seven elementaries and three middle schools. I got locked up my fifth grade year for um, burglary at the state fairgrounds. And just hearing the judge tell me, tell me, You'll be dead or locked up in five years if you continue. Um, that just lit a fire in me because I was always hearing that I wouldn't be nothing anyway. So I never really imagined doing some of the things I'm doing now. I was um, attracted to the streets. If you ever see my body, I got over 70 some tattoos on my body, which I had since middle school. I had permanent gold teeth in middle school. So I come from an environment where I did everything you see our youth doing now. I, I never had direction. I didn't have a clear vision of what life was about. You know, I was just living life on the edge. I did some things that I'm not proud of, but, you know, that was my past. I made it to high school. I got shot my senior year in high school. I had a 1.8 GPA. <laughs> so people would tell me, like, Tommy, you, you can do this and you can do that if you just let the streets go. But I was a ball player. Like, that was my escape route basketball was everything to me. Um, I started traveling the country with the late mayor that died, Choque Um uh, Prayers to him and his family. He took me on the road when I was a young kid and he showed me a, a life that to this day I credit basketball in that, that circuit for giving me an outlet. So I made it to high school and I still messed up. I got shot my senior year in my foot. And just looking back on some of the things that that I was seeing in my environment. I'm like, this was my opportunity to get my family out of the neighborhood. Um, Everybody had high dreams for me, and then I got shot because I skipped school. So I was making so many different mistakes. Like I said, I had a 1.8 GPA, and to fast forward that, I changed my life around. I got saved because it was a thing that I would see everybody I was hanging around either getting dead, either getting shot or they dying or get locked up for 20 and 30 years. And I'm like, why am I still out? And from that day that I got saved, God took me from a problem to a statement, to a solution. He did something to me that man couldn't. And I I was blessed to get back on the court. I had a 1.8, but now I'm Dr. Tom and Mabel. So that just to show that it's not an expiration date on success.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, talk about that moment, because like I said, you got saved, but what led you up to that point? I mean, what, we were talking about male figures before. Was there somebody you mentioned, the former mayor? Was there anybody out there that just suddenly kind of just took you by the shoulders and said, Tommy, I see potential in you. I see future because you had been hearing up to that point that you were a nothing and a nobody and right. you had believed it. And then suddenly you saw this great purpose. What what was the tipping? Was it actually being saved or was it was there something else that helped lead you that direction? It was a it, it it was
0: a lot of different things. Um, I had some of the best male role models that that God brought into my life. I don't want to credit them without giving Him the credit because yeah. He's the main source. Everyone else right. around you is the resource. So He He sent um actor Tommy Ford from the Martin Show, and he of course he just died um not too long ago, um, Pastor Pickett from New Jerusalem. My dad was a great dad. My dad had never gave up on me. Um, so people that that see me now, they know how much I, I talk about some of my former coach basketball coaches, male figures, um, Pastor Pickett, my dad, of course, the mayor. I had a lot of um, great support around me. But when I actually got saved, it was a, a decision that I made because I would hear, God this, God that. You know, I come from a family that that also was in the church, but of course, I wasn't just in tune in church, but when you get down on your, your last leg and everything you you try to do don't work, and you see everybody else around you fail, it's like, let me try this. <laughs> let me see what, what is the big hype about, and I just got shot. The doctor told me i never play basketball again, so I was in that that dark place where I knew men couldn't, t- couldn't take me out of it, so I needed to go to a Uh, The higher source. So I remember actually walking in a church with, I was on crutches. I walked to the front on crutches. And I got saved that day. The words that he spoke to me and asked me to seek him and the things that I couldn't even explain in words, how much trust I put in him. And look what happened. So I credit God for that.
1: Tommy, I've uh, heard you speak before. You and I, I was emceeing a boys'. Um, Girls Club event and you spoke and I, I'd seen you speak early on and then I've seen you speak lately and just the growth in what you're doing you have gotten so good at getting in front of a crowd and I know you do that now you you formed the Tommy Mabry Leadership Institute and I think that's let's talk about that a little bit because I think what you're doing with that is, is changing a lot of lives right
0: So the, the Tommy Mabry Institute it was another link from me speaking and what I was finding out is When I go across the country and I speak to kids, they will always write me when I leave and ask for more. Where can I do this? How can I start doing this? And how can I do that? And I'm like, I only get an hour to speak when I'm actually doing a keynote, a keynote address. So I said, okay, I would be more beneficial if I created a leadership institute amongst some of your challenging male figures in your school. So my first palette was actually in Panama City, uh, Panama City, Florida. So I took 20 guys from 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 two different schools, so equals 40, 40 students. So now I'm I'm that father figure to them throughout the year. I see them five consecutive months. I go in August and my seeing them is May, and for the entire day for two days, I'm giving them everything know i'm teaching them all i'm bringing in consultants I'm teaching them leadership strategy i'm hearing their problems i'm doing some things with them that that one hour couldn't do so i go in and i sit with them from eight to three o'clock for two days straight and this is in panama city florida so that we like a family i just wanted to give them something that at least they know that i'm coming back and every time i come back they tell me about some of the previous things that that happened while I was gone. But see when I was speaking for that hour, I would never be able to to dive into that because we'll be speaking probably online or in text message form. But to actually see them and build that relationship and that core with them throughout the year, that's been very beneficial. So my Tommy Mayor Leadership Institute is taking males from the school district and I and I was a teacher before, so me putting them in that class setting and giving it everything we got to them. I'm bringing speakers in every month, different speakers, different trade schools. We're teaching them pump plumbing, um, all kind of things that, just in case college is not your route, we'll give you this trade and showing them how electricians work, how all of these different things, what I would want to do with my own school, I'm able to do it with the Leadership Institute.
1: Yeah, you'd mentioned at some point you might want to become a principal and get your own school. The Tommy Mabry Leadership Institute. I mean, you're 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 basically working on body, mind, spirit. I mean, so you're this is a multi angled attack on being able to, to develop these kids' lives. And I love how you're you're also you know helping them find other avenues so that they don't feel like that they just have one exit. To be able to get out of a bad life, and maybe that exit might be blocked. They can look around and find other ways out. Right. Well, Tucker, you do some educational consulting. You mentioned that too. You do financial literacy. What are some of the other things that you're doing? So, with the with the and
0: Leadership Institute, the financial literacy was something that um, that came about with us trying to educate the the educator actually. And it in it it fell in the lap of the students because what I was trying to explain to to some of the educators is if we don't break that cultural poverty mindset, then we'll be continue having some of the same problems. Cultural poverty is passed from generation to generation through learned behavior. So the first step to that is educating the student because the parent no disrespect to words, where the parent is financially, but you have a certain group of parents that that's content with where they at. And that's not, that's the don't, don't take that out of content, but it's going to take our next generation to, to learn financial literacy. So they will be able to see the debt that they get in early, some of the situations that occur in that early stage. So, us going into those high schools and teaching those kids financial literacy. That's why I said don't miss the content about what I'm saying about the parent because there's no disrespect to the parent. It's just we have to start with that generation that don't have that that education, that financial literacy in the house already because a lot of parents already have financial literacy um, content. But the ones that don't, we're teaching the kids at a young age how to deal with it financially
2: and Tommy your educational consulting area i love how you decided that you have to teach the teachers how to teach a certain type of student tell me how did that come about
0: so what what was going what was i what i was finding out before i got into the educational consulting where i was just a normal motivational speaker go out and speak to kids but as the years kept progressing I was finding myself sometimes in a lewd situation because I can motivate the kids to to do all of these things, but actually it starts with the, the adults, the ones that actually make um the decisions. So I said it's important that I teach the educators how to deal with a Tommy Mabry, how to deal so and, and what's so ironic is the same things that I got suspended for for twelve years of school. I'm teaching the principal and the students, I mean, I'm teaching the principals and the educator how to deal with a Tommy neighbor and what was going on in my mindset at that time. So now you're able to see a guy that was on both sides of the, the track. So me as an educator, I'm looking at little tummies in the classroom every day and I'm like, okay, what did I need at that moment? What was the educator missing from the eyesight of what should have been happening going on? And, and the key question is, what could that teacher had have done different to you Tommy to make you enjoy school how was that building how could that building been more conducive for you to feel that that's a learning environment and that is a safe haven so me taking all of that and giving it to the consultant see, it starts from them i mean from to giving it to the educators cuz we start with them they are the biggest <laughs> role
1: models in our kids lives because our kids see them more than they see us, so that's where it starts. Yeah, that's what I love about you, Tommy. Because that, number one, the kids relate to you. You've got the story, you've got the experience, and I love this quote. This was uh, one of the most inspirational testimonies i've i've the testimonials I've read. It was on your website. I'm just going to read it here real quick. And this is from a high school student out of Atlanta, Georgia. So you were sitting there, and then another voice said to me, "Walk up to him." I asked myself, why would I want to walk up to a guy with like a million tattoos? So the voice kept repeating to me. At this point, I'm tired of the voice. So I start to walk towards you and my nerves took the best of me and I walk straight past you. And then the voice got deeper and louder. Walk up to him. So I did as the voice told me. Then this flood of comfort overwhelmed me as I'm not used to. So we hugged and everything that I was going through was just lifted off of me. Every suicidal thought was lifted. Every thought of unforgiveness toward my father was lifted because I feel my prophecy has been fulfilled. Tom, seriously, when you hear that kind of feedback that has to just make you want to get up early in the morning and go after it as hard as you can.
0: I remember that actual testimony and that, that broke me because it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the fame. It's when a kid tells you that what you're doing every day and why you there serve a bigger purpose than you would ever imagine. That's significant over success. Success is when you add value to yourself. Significance is when you add value to others. And that's, to me, right. that was like a, a touching moment because I remember that kid because that kid actually followed me now. And he It was it was this was the most ironic situation in that I made eye contact with the student the same way that that student made that contact with me. And I knew that that student really had something to say, because after we finished, I was speaking to every other kid and I'm watching this kid sit there. So I already knew it
1: was Tom, something divine. Tommy, it's, t- it's time for a quick break. And when we return, we're going to welcome someone who knows just how powerful Tommy's Mabry's message can be. And if you have any questions for our guests or would like to make a comment, well, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Hey, today we've been speaking with educational consultant, professional speaker, and author, Dr. Tommy Mabry. Hey, if you'd like to be part of the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And we we promised earlier, Tommy, we've got a surprise for you. Our next guest is someone whose life was changed after meeting you. So we'd like to welcome to the show, Mr. Jarvis Jones. Jarvis, thank you for joining us. i glad you could be here with us. First of all, tell us a little bit about your journey as a wow. young man growing up in Jackson. Oh, well, first off, I just want to thank you.
4: It's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be on this, to be on the show. But, um, you know, growing up in Jackson, man, it was me and my brother, my dad, you know. I don't think at the time he was just really ready, you know, to take responsibility for, for his two kids at the time. So at a certain age, it was just me, my mom, and my brother. And, you know, being a single parent, she worked, She worked. I mean, two, three jobs at a time to make sure me and my brother, we had everything that we needed. And growing up in the type of environment that I grew up in, you know, I was seeking acceptance. I seeked acceptance for a long time, man, and I mean long. And the person that I seek the acceptance from the most was my older brother. And, you know, my brother, he was my role model, my hero, pretty much everything that, you know, I think my dad should have been. And, like, my brother filled that board for me. Now, my brother not having a dad, it kind of took its toll on him, too. So, you got to think about it uh, in this term. You got this one young man, he's leading another young man that he doesn't know that he's leading because he wants a dad, too. And, you know, there were things I did when I was younger. We, I wasn't a guy that necessarily ran the streets, but I, were, I was in the streets. And so I, di- I, I did some of the things that I shouldn't have did. I was smoking weed at a young age, drinking alcohol at a young age. But, you know, I got introduced to basketball. I think maybe I was nine, eight. And, you know, that was my thing. And it's crazy because where I come from, like we didn't look at education as a route to being out. We looked as it where well, we're going to either sell drugs, we're going to play some type of sports, or we're going to try to be a rapper. So... We only had, we only saw three options. We never knew anything about yeah, going to school to make good grades. So I chose basketball. And I thought I was going to go pro. I really did. <laughs> but I didn't put the work in. So in actuality, man, it was just uh, false hopes, I guess, false dreams. And from that point, man, well, said, I got old.
1: Yeah. Well, Jarvis, I mean, I'm not trying to interrupt. I'm sorry, but it sounded like you had a very similar arc than what Tommy had, except you actually ended up going to jail for armed robbery. And is that where you met Tommy?
4: No, no. I actually met Tommy. He came to Hines and Utica. He spoke. But okay. prior, to, prior to that, I've always known of him. Because, you know, you stay in Jackson. Jackson is a small place. He played basketball. I played basketball. Gotcha. And he came and he came to Utica and I was I was the one responsible for introducing him to come on. So, you know, I introduced oh, wow. my listen I listened to his story and I was like, Man, that's dope. I would love to, you know, do what he did. Because, you know, once when I was locked up, guys would come to me all the time. They would seek advice, they would seek guidance from me. Because I was kinda older at that point. And I was at Walnut. I was in Walnut Grove. I was in Walnut Grove in 2008, April the second, 2008. And I didn't wind up leaving Walnut Grove till July 17, 2012. So I spent almost five years in Walnut Grove. So I've seen, I saw countless, countless amount of guys come in and talk to me and tell me about their problems. And they came to me because, like, I wasn't the same 18 year old that they met. So somebody groomed me. They told me what to do. They said, "Go to school, man. Get you, get your GED. Don't get in no fights, man. Get you a job. Make sure you're always in school." So the information that they passed on to me, I made sure that I passed on to everybody else. And the same thing that Tommy did, I was like, man, that was that was like amazing, man, because he could relate to everything that I've been through. And like from that point, man, I would call Tommy. I'd be like, hey. Like I want to do this, I want to, I, I want to do what you did.
2: So
4: it, it took some time, and he, Tommy, gave me all the tools that I needed. But at the time, I wasn't serious. And it was like, it's like a true story. One day, man, Tommy sent me a message, man, and he really, he, he, he got on to me. He chest with me bad, and he was like in so many words, bro. If you say you're gonna be a speaker, like your social media needs to say I'm a speaker. It doesn't need to say I do this and I do that. I'm in the club. It don't need to say that. So if you're gonna do this, you need to walk this line and, and, and don't get don't get caught with doing something else because your image on social media, everybody that, that you're trying to get in contact with to go speak for, they go to your social media and they don't want to see no guy that's in the club having a blast. You know. Right. And when he and when he told me that, it still didn't dawn on to me. So I let a little bit more time go by and I was like, you know what? Maybe he was right, you know.
1: And so, slowly well, for surely, I started. Huh? No, I'm just I'm just looking at your. I mean, I look. It's it's amazing. It's almost like a flash of lightning hits you because then suddenly you're you're you're, you're at Hinds. You joined Phi Theta Kappa, which is the world's largest and prestigious honor society. And then you were offered a full scholarship to Jackson State. What was your major, at Jackson State? Uh, my
4: major at Jackson State was psychology.
1: Excellent. So you're I working on some, your master's now too, aren't you? Yes, clinical and clinical mental health counseling. Nice, so, nice. So wondered, and so, I wondered, I didn't hear you to say now. No, I just said that. That's nice. So that's awesome because I mean you're 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 going to be able to pay forward all these blessings you've been able to get. I know you've got your book too. It's the Unspoken Truth of Jarvis Jones. Talk a little bit about that. You just talk about your history and talk about what's your ultimate goal. Where do you want to end up with all this?
4: So the unspoken truth, man, I really just wanted to highlight, like, what I did, like, and show kids that, hey, just because you made a mistake, like, that's not the end of, that's not the end of all things. Like, so what? I went to jail. So what? I got expelled out of school. So what? I'm a convicted felon. I'm still going to show you that I still can be an author of a book. I still can go to college, you know. I still can have my own company, which is Jay Jones Speaks LLC. Like so, you can do whatever it is that you want to do, even 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 if you made a mistake, because the the mistake that you made is not the end of the work. It may be painful, it may be tough, it may be hard. You may feel like giving up, but just keep moving forward, and I guarantee
1: you, if you do the work, you will see the results. I mean this may sound odd to say, but I mean if you had not been sentenced to the fifteen years and had the exposure to the to the people you did and discovered that education was important, that literally changed your life, didn't it? It did,
4: it did. Because when I got locked up, I really started to read. And you know, I, when I was young, I would always hear a saying that this is what made me read. I was hearing a saying that said, Man, if you ever gonna hide anything from a black man, put it in the book. Put it in the book. So I actually went to one book. And one book led me to another book and another book and another book. And I've been an avid reader since then. Like I want to, I want to know all of the information that I possibly can obtain
1: and let me see what I can do with the information. And what are you, what are you going to do with that information? What, what are your future plans? I mean, like you said, you're getting the psychology masters. What, what do you, what do you hope to do with all this? Okay. So I'm speaking and I,
4: I plan to tie everything in together because we do everything that we do for a reason, whether whether we know it or not. And I think everything links us to our past, whether you're a child and you went through some trauma. Like Sigmund Freud said, all adult uh, all adult issues stem stems from unresolved childhood issues, right? So I think a lot of times as adults and even as adolescents and teenagers, like things happen to us in our past that hurt us and we haven't completely got over them. We haven't got over those things. And they cause us to act out a certain way, and I got this little thing I go. I always go by. It. It's, it's, I say, in order to heal, you must be. So that that I kid like that. that you may ha- that the kid that you may have come to school and, and you know that's acting out. Maybe maybe he got you know he was getting beat by his dad, or he watched his mom get beat, or he has to fight every day on his way to school. Like maybe it's something like deeper than that, deeper than we can see. And if we and if if and we can't or we don't understand how to address that, we'll never know where to start. So that's, that's that's my take on that, man. I want to get as deep as as deep as possible with like the mind and understanding like kids and people, different races, different ethnicities.
1: And I wanna understand that,
4: so I could better assist in what I'm trying to accomplish.
1: So what's time for our last break? And when we return, we'll wrap up the show with our guest, Dr. Tommy Mavries. And Jarvis Jones, our phone lines are still open. If you want to give us a call or you have a question or comment, the number is 877 MPB ring. That's 8776727464. Hey, stay tuned. This is now you're talking on MPB think Radio.
2: If you're a parent on the go, but still want to stay informed about your children's education, subscribe to Mississippi Education Connections podcast and listen on the go anytime, anywhere on your favorite podcast app.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Today we've had two great guests on. We were talking with educational consultant and professional speaker and author, Tommy Mabry, and also uh, just a really motivational inspiring story by Jarvis Jones as well. Just one of the young men who he has helped along the way in his journey. Now, there's still time for you to get your questions or comments into the show, so just give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 672 Seven four six four. Hey Tommy, I just thought I would start off by saying, how does it make you feel to sit wow. there and hear Jarvis's story like that?
0: Wow, wow, wow! Y'all was just, y'all just shocked me. Y'all just surprised me there, and that that meant a <laughs> lot to me. It meant a lot to me because of this. That's, when yeah. I met Jarvis, Jarvis, and he didn't he didn't give y'all the good meat, but Jarvis missed majority of his high school years, and I need young kids to really figure this out and really learn it. He missed prom. He missed some of the things that that youth uh, take it, take advantage that should take advantage of of what they cherish the most. He did almost five. He did five years in prison while he was in high school. So when I when I met him and hearing his story, I'm like, people would tell me every day, man, thank you for doing this. You didn't have to, you know. Thank you for this. You didn't have to. But I tell him, yes, I did. My job is to do that, to be that person that that can spark something in you. So hearing him, and I know what he's, he's gone through, I try to push him every chance I get to don't just still be your testimony. Let people see you on the outside of your testimony. And it's my job to give him the resources and the two. Jarvis come on the road with me. So he's like, my little brother so i got to
1: make sure he accomplished the things he needs to so hearing him speak now is, is amazing i love the advice you gave him too just to be, you know make sure you project the image that you want to be on your social media make sure you're actually walking the walk that i mean that's brilliant
0: yeah he and it took him a long time to realize what i was trying to do with him but one thing i do love about him he really do call and ask a million questions, and that's good. Yeah. Because I tell him you, you gotta always be a kid in his world. Kid, act, kid asks so many questions. They just they want to know why it is, why it is. and he have that same mindset. So I can't sit back and watch his dream, but see him living something that would affect his dream. Like he told me. Well, speaking
1: yeah, speaking of speaking of calling, and I just figured this is a good time to to get Terry in on the line. We got Terry who is on the road. He's got a comment. <laughs> Hey, Terry, welcome to the show.
4: Hey, man,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be on the show, man. I got chill bumps all over my body listening, listening to Dr. Tommy there. Uh, when he was Mr. Tougaloo, uh I got a set of twins in my church where I pastor, Marlo and Margo. Uh wow. They told me about this young man and how awesome he was and what he had gone through. And, Pastor, you should get this dude over to speak for you, man. Let him speak to the youth. So I invited some in. Man, he did an awesome job, but sort of like, like you said, uh, from the time I met him, and now I'm hearing him, and I've been following him from a distance. But, brother, you have become so eloquent. But you still got the edge that our young brothers need to hear. You're not trying to be so academically intelligent or sound your vocals and 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 the way you use your language it's still hitting where it really needs to hit you know so i know you can matriculate between the two worlds you know you can be with the ceos and you can be down home with the boys you know but what you're saying and what you're doing man is so powerful and that young man that young man that that, that gave that testimony from from Atlanta, Man, that was the anointing of God on you, brother, that drew that young man straight to you. And when he hugged you and you embraced him, the anointing lifted all of his burdens and destroyed those yokes, man. So not only are you educated and and, and have a message, but you're also anointed, man. And I love you, brother, Tommy. I'm gonna pick up where we left off in our little relationship and I'm gonna definitely be a supporter of yours in the future,
0: all right? Man, y'all got Not me sure. all I almost teared up, man. Thank you, Pastor Montgomery. I, I I enjoy his church too. And just to hear him um oh, man, y'all doing something to me. That's 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 big. <laughs> that's big.
1: Yeah, it's like this is your life. We're just going to go ahead on that. I forgot to mention that you were Mr. Tougaloo, too, by the way, That's which I, I still think that's a great story also on that. But look, just both of you real quick. I mean, obviously, what's going on today in the news, there's, there's a lot of tension going on in America, a lot of racial tension. What message do you have for younger African-American men right now? My, I, I'd take a stab at it. Um,
0: my advice to them is to stay focused. Um, it's it's right now. It's easy to to go in a certain direction. Um, not even just now, but period. I would tell them right. to stay focused and stay connected to something that's possible, Because if you're not connected to nothing, I had to tell a young man the other day. If you want to give, if you, if you want kids to the value their life, you got to give them life to value. You can't the life that they see every day. You want them to value that. You know, so if you want to give a kid life, you gotta you gotta give him you gotta give him the stuff that he needs so he can value it. So I'll just tell him to stay focused, man. Just stay connected.
1: Okay. Uh, of course, Tommy. I know you're you've been doing the Zoom thing, and you know, I mean, we're all speaking these days online just trying because of the, the pandemic. I know you've got a big event coming up here in a few days. Tell us a little bit about it,
0: just oh, quickly, because yeah. uh-huh. we got like a minute. I got an education um, conference that I'm doing this week, and I'm teaching them some of the understandings of why we are dealing with so many students that's at risk, and giving them the root cause of trauma behind it, and how to teach through this um, COVID-19.
1: Yeah. It, you know, it's amazing how much childhood trauma plays into so much of what we're dealing with, with grownups too. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you talk about the ACE score and things like that. It's just amazing how it does make a difference. I really applaud you for doing that. Well, anything else coming up for both of you? Are you going to be out on the road anytime soon? Well, I'm on the road a lot. I, like I said, I just finished
0: the PhD and I I just finished the movie script. I just wrote my um movie. So I'm waiting on the right production team to it from here but I have a lot of things that I'm trying to work on from now
1: are you is it going to be based on your life the script right
0: I wrote my entire movie. yeah um so it's a, it need a lot of work but you know God will bring me the person around because I think it's time for them to see it um actually played out on the screen so I'm excited we, about that
1: yeah you You've done such a good job of Little Tommy too, by the way. Which I've always loved the I love the big giant character that you've got. And anything else, Jarvis? What What's up next for you?
4: Yeah, I'm I'm uh, working on my next book titled "Letter to My Brother: Know the Rules, Science the Game." And pretty much in that book, man, I start off addressing a lot of issues that I went through. And like before life, before we can even discuss like what we deal with in life, as far as the type of careers and the goals and the aspirations. Like, the start of my book talks about how I grew up and my mom was never home, my dad was never there. Like, we saw a lot of violence, you know, guns and smoking drugs, 12, 11 years old. Like, those are the challenges that I wanna, I'm want to, i going to face and talk about in the beginning of the book. And from there, man, I just I just go on leading in telling them how, once we get past this, like, these are a set of guidelines that we can follow that if we want to be, um, become successful in life, whether, whether it's going to college or picking up a trade or owning your own business, owning your own business, like, these are some of the steps that it would be wise to take.
1: Well, I can tell you what, both of you have inspired me for the rest of the week and then on probably for the rest of the month, too, and I hope it's inspired everybody else. I just appreciate both of you taking the time, and congratulations. Tommy, how can folks find you real quick?
0: My social media is Tommy Mabre on all sites, and my website is www.tommymabre.com. My email is Tommy Mabre at Yahoo. My other one is Tommy Mabre Gmail. So Tommy Mabre on
4: all sites.
1: Jarvis, you're just your, you can find you under Jarvis Jones um, uh, as well, right? Yeah, Jay Jones Speaks. All my sites Facebook, Instagram, Jay Jones Speaks. My email, you can find uh,
4: me at the endgamesuccess at gmail.com.
1: Now your target's production of MVP Think Radio, produced by Michelle McAdoo. Up next is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. Y'all have a great week. Stay safe.